You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. Hi, this is Namrata Patel from Mint's personal finance team. And in this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we're going to talk about impact investing. Impact investing is an investment strategy that seeks to generate financial returns and at the same time create a positive social or environmental impact. While impact investing is in a very nascent stage in India, many like our guest today believe that impact investing has a bright future. So let's get in our guest for today. Prabir Kuria, Assistant Vice President, Philanthropy and Impact at Waterfield Advisors. Prabir comes with an extensive experience in the impact investing and sustainability space. In fact, Prabir has co-published a report titled Unlocking Impact Capital, a first of its kind study on impact investing practices amongst family offices and high net worth individuals in India. Hi Prabir, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me Namrata. Pleasure to be here. So Prabhi that's an interesting research and I look forward to reading the publication. And I would love for our listeners to know more about impact investing and how it matters to them. So let's jump right into the topic for today. What is impact investing? Um thanks for the question Namrata. So uh I know it can be said that almost any investment that you make right uh can be counted as an impact investment uh take for example an investment into a medtech company or or a fintech company um this gives rise to more jobs improved access to finance better connectivity better overall outcomes um to a larger population now how does this differ from impact investing i think the key difference between impact investing and traditional investing is intentionality impact investments are investments made with the intention to generate positive social and environmental impact alongside a comparative financial return So again as i said the key word here is intention right a for profit social enterprise has a specific social and environmental objective but at the same time their primary goal is also to maximize profit unlike an ngo now these enterprises are again similar to an ngo but largely catering to a very underserved market generally those individuals are at the base of the income pyramid but have the potential to spend um investments made into such enterprises either directly via funds or through certain blended finance models can all be considered as part of impact investing another key differentiator is the focus on measurement so unlike uh, these purely commercial entities impact investing puts significant emphasis on measuring and reporting and the measuring and reporting is not only on financial metrics but also on impact metrics right so not only things like net irr but also on jobs created tons of carbon sequestered uh, number of women clients number of clients with special needs and so on and so forth um now in terms of modality uh, impact investing can be across uh, several asset classes and several return expectations uh, investors can look at private equity uh, venture capital debt blended finance so basically blended finance is mixing private capital and philanthropic capital um and of course choosing different avenues by which they want to invest now in terms of returns uh, and there is a misconception that you know impact investing will give you below market returns but again targets can re- range from concessionary returns to above market returns depending entirely on investor risk appetite as well as the asset classes invested in 
So basically to sum it up, I would say impact investing is an investment approach, as you rightly said, that tries to address social environmental issues while actively trying to generate commercial returns. So it's a, it's another great way of investing. Right. So when you talk about social and environmental benefit, how does impact investing differ from philanthropy and ESG investing? ESG investing being environmental, social and government. Uh, the age-old question, right? Um, I think I'll start with the ESG piece. Uh, so ESG-focused investing basically refers to applying certain non-financial factors uh, as part of an overall investment analysis process. Uh, the idea essentially is to evaluate an entity through not only the financial lens, but also evaluate if there are any potential environmental, social, or governance, as you said, the ESG risks to a company's operations. Now, data generally shows that companies with better ESG scores tend to perform financially better. And I think that just makes, makes better business sense, right? If you think about it. Like take, for example, the MSCI ESG Leaders Index, uh, which has consistently outperformed the MSCI Index regardless of COVID shock. Um, what impact investing does is it goes a step further. So not only does it evaluate ESG risk, but it also looks to see if a particular investment is having a positive impact. So in a nutshell, ESG can be thought of as a risk framework, while impact investing is an active investment approach. Uh, and, and to a large extent, they both sort of go hand in hand. Now, philanthropy is a different ballgame altogether. While the end outcome of philanthropy and impact investing is, is the same, like that is to create positive social and environmental impact, uh, the means to get there are very different. Philanthropy is essentially grant making with like absolutely no financial return expectation, while impact investing, on the other hand, is a very strong return expectation. I think the other key difference is the target customer or beneficiary. Right? You use customer when you're talking about impact investing, beneficiary when it's philanthropy. So as a rule of thumb, uh, impact investing is best suited for issues that tend to lend themselves to market-based solutions, you know, large-scale issues that need uh, you know, revenue models to be implemented. Philanthropy is best suited to develop and provide products and services to the poorest segments of society. So while they're still both looking at the BOP segments, um, philanthropy is looking at the segment where purchasing power is limited, while impact investing is looking at a segment where there is potential for significant purchasing power, even if it is at a very small scale. Um, so impact investing sort of straddles that sweet spot, right? And uh, at Waterfield, we work with families that come in as purely commercial investors who, who see impact investing as another way of diversifying their investment approach and getting access to companies that would generally not be in the mainstream markets. Uh, to give you an example, say a company working on tackling dairy uh, connectivity issues in rural Jharkhand, uh, which may have significant scope to grow because there is a need in that area. Now, investors sitting in Mumbai may not always have access to those opportunities and impact investing gives them that kind of connectivity. On the other hand, we have philanthropic families who come in with a focus on ramping up their own philanthropy by sort of mobilizing capital in a way that not only generates returns, but does so in a very impactful way. And these returns can then be plowed back either, either into more impact investing to certainly grow their, their own impact corpus or back into their philanthropic activities. So hence, they see impact investing as a perfect fit for this. Uh, so essentially, you know, if I was to look at it, I would say impact investing has a little bit for everybody. Uh, and your entry point sort of determines how you're going to look at the entire ecosystem. Right. I was just going to come to that. You know, this does not sound like it is for everybody. So according to you, what is the current environment and scope for impact investing when it comes to retail investors in India? Yeah, so um, and I think this, in terms of scope, I would say COVID-19 has, has, has gen 
has definitely created these tailwinds for the impact sector, right? Uh, you have a growing number of companies which are targeting healthcare, ed tech, waste management, climate change, and and the often neglected blue collar workforce. Um, if you were to just look back, say ten years, you'd see that you know some six hundred impact enterprises, and this is data from from the IIC, um, some six hundred impact enterprises in the country have attracted over nine billion dollars in capital, uh, which in turn have impacted over five hundred million lives. Now, now these are big numbers, right? But as you rightly pointed out, impact his, investing has historically, at least in, in India, and it's still a growing, growing piece in India, uh, been restricted to the HNI and UHNI segments uh, due to the fact that most impact investing is done through these AIF structures, through PAVC. Now, um, more recently, there has been an added focus on inclusivity and ensuring more retail investors become part of the impact investing ecosystem. And I think that's that's generally India's way forward, right? We're seeing, we're seeing greater... Uh, investment focus from your everyday investor. Take, for example, what's been happening in the ESG space, right? There are these ESG focused mutual funds, which are now allowing socially conscious retail investors to direct their capital towards companies with higher ESG scores. So you and I can decide that instead of putting my your money into, into a fund, which is just a conventional fund, you might look at going to an ESG focused fund because you feel it sort of aligns slightly with your own values and objectives and has the potential to be more future-proof. Now, for the retail investor, another major recent development has been the social stock exchange. Uh, conceptualized in sometime in 2019, um, when our financial minister put, put out uh, you know, an, an, an idea, uh, the social stock exchange basically was uh, conceptualized to be a platform which allows social enterprises to raise funds uh, either through CSR, through philanthropy, through impact investing, or through everyday investing or giving. Now, the idea is that once established, uh, the social stock exchange will act as a kind of trading platform that raises capital for social enterprises through retail investors. Now, according to recent data and, and uh, you know, a couple of articles I've been reading, uh, I think the idea is that relevant securities of social enterprises will be listed on a dedicated exchange and those can then be traded by the public. So you and I can just go in there, decide that we want to invest in a particular social enterprise and do so directly through the platform. Uh, the added benefit is that given that this entire piece is regulated by SEBI, um, there will be significant focus on social impact disclosure. And what that means is that retail investors will be able to make investment decisions, not only on the basis of the financial metrics of a particular company, but also on sound impact data, right? So you can go and you can say that, um, you have a particular interest in, say, the healthcare sector, you'll be able to find organizations or for-profit social enterprises in that sector and just figure out how they're doing based on the reporting that is mandated. Um, so potential investors will get an opportunity to participate uh, in multiple instruments, right? So the idea is that there'll be equity, social impact bonds, uh, mutual funds, a uh, whole different range of different opportunities uh, based on and in a particular investor's risk appetite or interest area. Now, as, as you know, the whole space is at a very nascent stage, uh, social stock exchange is even more nascent, right? And, and the rules and regulations around it definitely need to be fleshed out further. And, and I think you can go into a whole different podcast on that. Uh, but I definitely think it's, it's a step in the right direction for the ecosystem because what it's doing is it's allowing um, the masses to basically... Um, invest in ways that are far more sustainable and far more impactful. Now, um, 
just in terms of what what a retail investor can can look forward right going forward so as the space becomes more focused on the retail investor a lot more can be done to ready the masses i would say as as a retail investor the first step in anyone's journey in impact investing would be to build build your knowledge base i mean the internet is always your best friend there are plenty of resources online as well as veterans in the space who you can reach out to seek advice seek knowledge help you know create slightly more informed financial decisions um it's also quite clear that impact investment is allowing for a broad range of approaches so you'll have these investors who are coming in with purely philanthropic ideals as we discussed earlier uh, while you have those who are coming in very commercial avenues thus it's very important for retail investors regardless of where you're coming in to define your financial goals along with your impact goals right you generally have i mean any investor will have a financial goal but it's also important in this case to have an impact goal what is your impact goal basically you're going to try to figure out what what do you want to impact what are some of the key outcomes do you want to see what are the sectors that interest you you know you might be sector focused or you might be sector agnostic now as more investment avenues tend to open up it might be worthwhile for investors to look at a barbell strategy um so this in a nutshell is an investment concept that suggests the best way to strike a balance between financial or impact reward and risk is to invest in the two extremes right so you have high risk and low risk assets the sweet spot is to have a majority of your kind of investments in the middle area which is looking at something that is giving you both significant impact and significant return and finally there's the age old you know knowledge of listening to the experts um and and this is something i've seen over the last couple of years as this space grows uh, there will be a surge in professionals dedicated primarily to helping retail investors create these very highly impactful and financially viable portfolios right i mean everyone's learning about the space and as the learning improves you're going to see sort of better outcomes i think in time leaning on such advisors will definitely help any retail investor right so in a sense in addition to planning their financial goals individuals can also cater to their social and uh, environmental obligations absolutely absolutely i mean uh, the idea is that going forward you know you'll be able to invest in ways that are one not only esg compliant because i would i would at least like to hope that in the next couple of years esg compliance is a bare necessity um but you'll be able to invest in ways that are having you know a significant positive impact on the environment so ideally the idea the hope uh, is that businesses start focusing on the triple bottom line right which is um, not only profit but also people planet and profit as they say so the three p's so in a sense a retail investors should look at impact investing as an you know part of their portfolio so that they can also make an impact on uh, social or environmental factors as well as make some sort of return out of it exactly exactly couldn't have put it better myself uh thank you prabhi that was very insightful and thank you for your time today not at all thank you again for having me and i hope this has been of some use to your retail investors absolutely Uh, it was a pleasure having you on our podcast prabir if you have any questions on impact investing or wish to drop in suggestions for our next podcast do connect with me on twitter my twitter handle is namrita patel 06 hope to have some interesting discussions there that's all from today's episode of why not mint money thank you for tuning in for listening in we're also available on livemin.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of mint for some insightful coverage
If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write into us at mintmoney at livemint dot com. Until next time, it's bye bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.